physiology lesson, only two ways to run faster. Either take more steps with that cover the same amount of, of distance or cover more distance, um, you know, while, while keeping your stride rate the same. Of course, you improve both of them. Now we're cooking with gas. But episode 1207 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, focus on consistency to become a better runner. Consistency. Take 47, because if nothing else, we're consistent in trying to put this episode out. But before we get into the finer points of today's topic, let's thank the sponsor. Dry Seats, once again, back on board for yet another episode of sponsorship. Uh, certainly appreciate them. And, and look, what can I say about Dry Seats that I haven't said already? The product just works. You wrap, you, not even wrap, you just drape the dry seat over your car seat. It's got a little pocket at the top that fits right around the headrest. So it's not like when you use a, ba- a beach towel, you know, and, and you sit on it and then the beach towel falls down and collapses and you still get your funk all over the back of your car seat. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. We've all been there. Not since I've gotten my dry seat, though. Now I just cover my seat wrapped around there, or, or again, draped over, pocketed over the headrest. Bada boom, bada bam, zero funk on my car seats. They are funk free. Since I started using a dry seat and your seats will be funk free once you start using a dry seat. If you haven't gotten one already, you know, looking at the calendar, Christmas is just a few weeks away. Those of you that celebrate, if Santa Claus doesn't have something good on good for you yet, or better yet, be your own Santa Claus. You know, there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with buying yourself your own little present. Lord knows the best presents I've gotten over the last three or four years have been the presents I've gotten myself. Haven't, although that said, not all of my presents that I've gotten myself have been home runs. You know, there's been, there's been a couple of, you know, soft dribblers to second base, you know, four, three putouts. Um, but for the most part, you buy a present for yourself, you, you get what you like, and you will definitely like what you get if you get yourself a dry seat. So get yourself one if you haven't already. Get one for a friend. Get one for your enemy, and maybe your enemy will become your friend. I don't know. Just saying. Never know. Never know what might happen when you give the gift of a dry seat. So do so if you haven't done so already, dry-seats.com. That's D-R-I-seats.com. Diz20 at checkout will save you 20% on your order, D-I-Z-2-0. Save yourself 20% at dryseats.com. Thanks to Mike and the crew for sponsoring today's episode of the show. So today, trying to pick up where we left off last week. If you missed last week's quick tip, we were talking about why adding more miles to the mix might help you to become a better runner, and it might. But another knob that you might turn to help you become a better runner, however you define a better runner for yourself, is to focus on consistency. And uh, I've, I've said before, I'll say again, consistency is, is key. It's, it's massive. It's vital. But what you might be thinking that I'm going to be talking about today as it relates to consistency in our training may or may not be what I'm actually going to focus on, although I'm going to mention it. So I think that sometimes when we talk about consistency, we're talking about frequency instead of consistency. And at least as it relates to our running. And you know, I, I think frequency is good, but I, I, to me, frequency is, is a times per week. You know, are you running three times a week, four times a week? What's your, what's your frequency of running per week? And, and that kind of blends more into the volume conversation that we had last week. Now, where that might be a consistency issue and I don't say this disparagingly, if this is something that you're struggling with, maybe this is the first place to focus on when it comes to your consistency. If, if your weekly running schedule 
looks a little less scheduled and a little more sporadic. Maybe one week you run four times and the next week you run two and then you run three and then you run zero and zero and one and four and seven and two and three. And you're just kind of all over the place. I would, I would encourage you to try to get into a little bit more of a consistent routine. Now I know for some people, sometimes your life schedule, that's not, that's much easier said than done. And if that's the case, keep doing what you can. But I do think there is some serious benefit to having a relatively consistent, whether it's three times a week, four times a week, doesn't even, doesn't even always have to be the same days per week. Maybe you have a floating, you know, more of a rotating schedule, rotating work schedule that necessitates moving your runs around a little bit. But if you can be, you know, two, three, four times a week consistently versus one and five and three and two and zero and zero, you know, like that type of thing, I think there's a lot of value there. But where I want to focus more on when it comes to consistency is a little bit more big picture. Because I, I think that, that sometimes, um, and, and I know that sometimes, some runners really get, get focused and get locked in when there's a goal race coming. You know, you, you get your training plan, you create your own plan, your coach gives you a plan, and, you know, whether it's 16 weeks or 18 weeks or 20 weeks or, or whatever the duration of the plan is, you get locked in in that, in that two-month, three-month, four-month, five-month window to hopefully culminate in a great race day performance. And hopefully that does work out for you. But then when there's no race on the horizon, maybe there's nothing else on the, on the, on the schedule right now, or maybe the next race is six, seven months away, so you're not going to get into the next training cycle right away the training can really fall off, you know, whether it's volume goes way down, whether you get into that sporadic two times a week and then four times and then once and then zero and, and just bouncing all over the place there. Um, that's to me, that's the first low hanging fruit when it comes to consistency. Now there is a caveat here and that it's okay to have an off season. It's okay to have a period where your training is a little bit more unstructured, or maybe you're mixing in some more cross training or you're just, you're just you know, in a, in a busy season of life so that you're not as, as focused on being consistent in your training, that's not a bad thing. But if you're more, if you're, if you're a relatively experienced runner, maybe, maybe you're really looking to, um, step things up in the new year or whatever the case might be. I think that that period between training cycles, um, and just, and just bigger picture, you know, not looking at, at weeks and months, but more like months and years, and maybe even two years and five years and 10 year periods. That's where we want to, that's where we have the ability to really let consistency pay off or really see consistency pay off. If we're able to lock in, um, whether it's with weekly and monthly volume, whether it's with, uh, you know, just, just, uh, having, having a little bit higher floor, you know, in terms of, of building the base and getting a few more base miles in and, and more of a maintenance period. Um, but, but just a little bit higher volume maintenance period, which again, I, this, this blends with last week. Cause we talked about volume obviously last week. Um, but just a slight little nudge in volume, but consistently, especially when you're not in an active build period for, for a race can be massive, can be massive, but, it, but massive in kind of like almost like a glacially slow frame of reference, right? You're not going to go, uh, be, be consistent for three weeks, four weeks, a month, two months, whatever. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, knock two and a half minutes off of your, your 5k time or something like that. Goodness me, if, if we could do that, if only. Maybe I'd run a 5K if that was the case. But the point being, um, being being consistent month after month, year after year, in terms of in terms of however you want to measure it. Again, whether it's times per week, whether it's volume, whatever the case might be, um, there's there is there is a certain value to that level of consistency. And again, it's it's bigger picture thinking. It's a little bit less macro or a little bit less micro, a little more macro. 
Um, but when you're zoomed out, 20,000 foot view, um, consistency is, is, is vital. It's vital. I, 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 I just, I can't, I can't think of a scenario running or otherwise where consistency in long periods of time, again, months and years where that doesn't pay off. Can you, I mean, can you think of anything again, running or otherwise, where the more time you spend at it, the more consistent you are with practicing, with learning, with, with hopefully spurring growth, it doesn't pay off. Maybe you can, maybe you can, but, uh, to me, it's, it's massive. And, and especially if you've been in, in this type of scenario before, which I've been there. So there's no shade. There's no shade. I've been there. I've coached people that are there. Uh, I've talked to people that are there where every training cycle after it's finished, after you finish your race, hopefully you have a great race. You back way down. Maybe running doesn't even go in the backseat. It goes in, it goes in the boot or the trunk boot for the, the, the Europeans among us. But, but you just running falls off the radar. And then when it's time to start training for, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But then when you start to train for the next race, odds are you're starting from about the same place as you were when you started the last training cycle, which makes it hard to make massive progress, right? If you're always starting from the same point and you've got about the same amount of time to build up to about the same race distance, it's hard to move forward. But if you can bring it forward by being a little bit more consistent between training cycles, now, now you're the first race, you're starting at point one. Second race, you're starting at point two. Third race, you're starting at point three. Your fitness starts to grow and build, which can, can help to have theoretically faster race results, which for a lot of folks, that's a definition of being a better runner. So being consistent between training cycles with, with maybe a reduced amount of mileage, but still being consistent with your training. Uh, I think it's a game changer for most runners, especially again, if that's an area where you're struggling, another area where consistency can help you move forward, help you become a better runner, especially for those that, that really, you know, race, race results are part of a, maybe a big part of your goals and, and kind of how you grade yourself in terms of, am I improving? Am I ma- making progress? Am I moving forward? Is how you schedule races, AKA consistently scheduling races. Now, before I get too deep in this, I don't want you to think I just said to schedule all the races, cough short, cough Nelson. That's not what I said. Okay. You can schedule a bunch of races. We can make that work. But when, when you're really focused on race results. You know, I want to PR, I want to hit this time goal, whatever the case might be. If you only have one race and, and I know folks that do this, they have one race every year, one race, every 18, 18 months, nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think there, there could be something to be said for not being that race driven, but when your race performance is a, is a major metric for you and you're only racing once every year, once every 18 months, it's a lot of pressure on one day. And as we all know, or at least I think we all know, most of us know, there's a lot of things that can happen on race day that can screw up your, your race plan, that can, that can really negatively impact your race results that have absolutely nothing to do with anything that you can control. You know, whether being chief among them, but we've talked about other runners and the things that they do, course issues, course logistics, time of day, like so many different factors that can really make a race go sideways that you have zero control over. So if, if you're racing a little bit more frequently, you give yourself more opportunities for things to not go too sideways, for the weather to cooperate, for your GI system to cooperate, for things to fall into place and have that, that race that you're going for. But the problem is you race too frequently and maybe you don't get as much good training in. Maybe, maybe you're more likely to be injured. Maybe there's more likely to be some burnout issues. So it's, it's a fine line. That said, 
maybe the, the, the ultimate answer, and I do think there's some, I don't know if it's the ultimate answer, but, but another way to look at it to race more consistently is to mix in some different races. And, and I can't believe I'm about to say this. I'm about to say this. Maybe your, your marathon is, is your goal, but maybe you mix in a couple of half marathons at various points throughout the year. Maybe just maybe you mix in some five K's. Oh, heaven help us. Some 10 K's. Sure. Five K's maybe, but by putting yourself in race environments slightly more frequently and maybe not always at the long end at the marathon end or whatever the, the long distance goal end might be, you just become more comfortable on race day, which, oh, by the way, can help you perform better. You know a little bit more what to expect. It's a little bit less kind of pandemonium, pandemonium chaotic to some of the start time issues that people have where they go out too fast at the start of a race. The more frequently you're racing, the more consistently you're racing, the easier it is to stay calm to not go out like a, like a bat out of hell and then end up blowing up before, you know, you get to the midway point of the race. So you can also, you know, if you jump into other races, again, shorter races, non-goal races, you can try some different things. You can experiment with some different things because as we've talked about before, you know, while the, while it sounds great to say never do anything new on race day, the fact of the matter is race day is a very different experience than a long run, you know, and, and, just because something works in a long run doesn't mean that it's going to work on race day because the intensity is different. The adrenaline's different. The excitement is different. Your pacing is different. The amount of time you're going to be out there is different. And so there's a whole lot of factors that come into play that you can, you can do the dress rehearsal, but it's not, it's not the same as when the curtain goes up and there's an audience out there and, and, and it's, it's go time. So practicing some of those things on race day in non-goal races, or at least consistently enough, you know, maybe it's just every eight months, maybe it's every 12 months, but, but you're, you know, and again, there's no one size fits all, but just by, by racing somewhat consistently, um, I just feel like it makes the, the goal race, a, it's still a big deal, but it's, it's, it, it's less of a hard pill to swallow. It's a little bit less scary. You can be a little bit more relaxed. And when you can be a little bit more relaxed on race day, that tends to give you, give you a better chance of performing at the level that you want to perform hitting your goals and, oh, by the way, feeling like you're making progress, which is maybe a step towards becoming a better runner um, in, in, in your definition for yourself. Last but not least, when it comes to talking about consistency for today, um, I, I, you, I mean, I can't not mention the little things, right? We talked about the little things last week and why it's important when you're adding volume to keep up with some of the recovery tactics as it relates to the little things to, to help prevent injury that way. But it's also important, and this is something that I am terrible at, terrible at is being consistent with the little things, even when theoretically you don't need to, even when you're not ramping up volume, even when you're not ramping up in training for a race, even when you don't have any little niggles or things that are, that are, that are issues with you because, because doing the little things, whether it's focusing on recovery, foam rolling, stretching, yoga, et cetera, um, it, it helps to, to just certainly to help to be healthy because, you know, sometimes those little niggles, they can bubble up, whether it's, it's a, a, a increase in mileage or intensity or not, you know, it just sometimes it just happens. So the little things can help you stay in front of that, but also the little things, especially kind of some of the, the, the soft tissue and joint mobility type of work, um, that can help you perform better. That can help you actually improve your running performance by helping to cover more ground with each stride. Cause that's one of the two ways to get faster. Oh, by the way, physiology lesson, only two ways to run faster, either take more steps with that cover the same amount of, of distance or cover more distance, um, you know, while, while keeping your stride rate the same. Of course, you improve both of them. Now we're cooking with gas. But um, 
you know, if you can loosen up your hamstrings, maybe your stride gets a little bit longer, open up your hips or, or help your, your joint, your hip joint range of motion. You can extend your hip a little bit longer, which means you can, you can push a little bit more, a little bit more on the ground behind you to propel you forward, cover more ground with each stride. That'll, that'll help you improve your performance. If, if speed is a performance measurement for you, which is for a lot of folks. So you want to be a better runner, do the little things, not because it, not only because it helps you stay healthy though they do, but also because it just might help you, uh, on the performance side of things as well. And, and again, performance metrics, not the only way to, to classify improvement as a runner, but I know for a lot of us, myself included, it's certainly one of them. It's high up there for me, maybe for you as well. So, so note to self, he says mostly to himself, be more consistent with the little things, which has only been a goal for the last four years. Maybe, maybe next year we'll actually hit the mark for a change. Here's hoping if nothing else. So before we wrap up, I mean, those are, those are the three big things when it comes to consistency that I think really can help move the needle uh, for, for a lot of us. But it's important to remember, as always, that there's a bit of nuance. And, and the nuance today is the reminder that consistency and perfection are not the same thing. If you, if you have it in your head that being consistent means that you're perfect, that you never miss a run, that you never... Um, cut a run short that you that you hit every mile marker every pace marker every every everything um i mean i hate to tell you you're wrong but i i just i would i would disagree with you strongly wholeheartedly fact of the matter is we talk about life happening fairly regularly around here because it's a, it's it's the truth it happens it happens to all of us Sometimes life happens and you miss just, you know, one random run here or there. You know, something at work, something with the kids, whatever it is. Um, sometimes life happens, you're sick, you're injured, you miss, you miss a week, you miss two weeks, you miss three weeks. Is it ideal? No. No. Do we want it to happen? Of course not. But does it happen? Sure. Does that mean that you're not consistent with your training, consistent as a runner, consistent as an athlete? Not at all. It just means that you're not perfect, which, oh, by the way, just means that you're human. So when life happens, when something goes sideways, when a run just, you can't get out of bed for whatever reason and doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be excited about it, but don't, don't think, oh my God, all of a sudden, like uh, it's, it's all, all this is for naught, right? We, we talked about trying to be consistent months and months and years and years and, and zoomed out 20,000 foot view. Well, guess what? From the 20,000 foot view, missing two weeks of, of training because you're on vacation and then you got sick. It doesn't matter. It's not even a blip on the radar. It's not even on the radar. So consistency is, is what we're striving for. Not perfection because perfection's unattainable. Perfection's unattainable. You're going to miss a run. You're going to have a, a day where it's just, it's just sucks. And you decide to cut a six miler off at two and a half. All right. When that happens, you know, bummer, move on back on track the next time, which that right there is the key to maintaining that consistency especially in the big picture. So keep working on consistency. I think it's a game changer. I think it's, it's massively overlooked um, and massively powerful. But don't beat yourself about, about trying to be perfect because consistency and perfection are not the same thing. So with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up after the umpteenth time of trying to do this. I think we might almost get to the end. Hopefully it all actually sounds decent enough this time that we can, we can push it out there. Uh, but what are your thoughts? What did I miss? What did I probably say two or three times ago that I forgot to say this time? Uh, and you're like, wait a minute. What about this thing? 
ask and you shall receive on the social medias at Dizruns on all the places. Dizruns at gmail.com if you want to shoot me an email. And, of course, if you want to head back to the show notes today, Dizruns.com slash 1207 will get you there. Dizruns.com slash 1207. Comments, feedback, uh, in addition to memes and GIFs and all of the things as per usual. Uh, once again, if you missed last week's episode, episode 1206, we talked about why how volume, adding more volume can help you to be a better runner. We'll wrap up the series next week talking about intensity and specifically discipline when it comes to intensity, um, which you might think you know exactly where I'm going with that one. And you might be surprised then as well. So stay tuned next week to episode 1208. We'll talk about uh, intensity and wrap up this how to become a better runner series. Then uh, until then, thanks for listening. Thanks to dry seats. Once again, for sponsoring today's episode, if you haven't gotten a dry seat for yourself, for, for your, your spouse, for your partner, for your friend, for your enemy, for somebody, get one. You will not regret it. They will not be upset about it. You'll make a new friend. Uh, dry dash seats.com is the website. Diz 20 at checkout will save you 20%. Again, that's dry with an I. There's a link in your podcast app. There's a link on the show. There's links in all the places. Uh, but check out Dry Seats. Makes a great holiday present. Makes a great present any time of year. Because, uh, you know, keeping the funk off of your seats. That's the gift that keeps on giving right there. Get to, to quote Cousin Eddie Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving all year round. Dry Seats and Jelly of the Month Club. Anyway, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking us with you today. Us, me. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Take care. Talk soon. See you.